This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Conaway claims deal on SNAP, Purdue, and China. Optimism for China rice sales, a new bee study, and ranchers bear differences. As Congress takes a break for the July 4th holiday period, the House budget negotiations are showing signs of progress that could be a good sign for a new farm bill. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cottaway, Republican of Texas, said he reached agreement with the Budget Committee on a cut to food stamp spending. Cottaway wouldn't provide details of his agreement, but he indicated that the cut would be small enough to make it politically feasible to move forward later this year with developing a new farm bill. Cottaway had come under fire from conservative activists who said his resistance to deep cuts in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program was jeopardizing a budget agreement that is crucial to later passing broad-based tax reform. Working with House Budget Chairwoman Diane Black, we have come to an agreement and now we're moving forward, Conaway said late yesterday afternoon. Conaway said he still plans to act on a farm bill through regular order late this year or early in 2018. Purdue in China to celebrate beef's return. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue continues a tour of China today where he's celebrating the return of U.S. beef to that market today. He's scheduled to be in Beijing to cut some Nebraska-produced prime rib that was shipped to China by the Greater Omaha Packing Company. Purdue, who is briefing U.S. journalists on his trip via conference call today, scheduled to be in Shanghai tomorrow. Rice farmers growing optimistic on China again. Officials for Kofco, China's giant state-owned food company, telling the USA Rice Federation that purchases of American rice are under consideration. The revelation comes after Trump administration officials said they were working on a rice deal following the April meeting between President Trump and Chinese Prime Minister Xi Jinping in Florida. The U.S. and China agreed on protocols for trade about a year and a half ago, but China mysteriously failed to follow through after the agreement. USA Rice Chairman Brian King said the industry spent years building a relationship with China and has fulfilled all technical requirements needed to open up this market. U.S. and Mexico expected to seal the deal on sugar. Two NAFTA countries are expected as early as today to sign the hard-fought suspension agreement that reduces the amount of refined sugar Mexico can export to the U.S. One government official said today is the target date for signing, but could be pushed back. The deal staves off high tariffs threatened by the U.S. to punish Mexico for dumping sugar into the U.S. at below market prices. It will be implemented on October 1st for the start of the 2018 fiscal year. President Trump even weighed in with a tweet yesterday to celebrate the deal. New sugar deal negotiated with Mexico is a very good one for both Mexico and the U.S. Had no deal for many years, which hurt U.S. badly. But a leading congressional critic of the sugar program, Pennsylvania Republican Senator Pat Toomey, took issue with the president's description of the deal. Toomey tweeted that the new sugar deal hikes prices for consumers even more. Bayer, Syngenta, pushback against bee study. A large-scale field study published in the journal Science Today suggests prolonged exposure to neonicotinoid insecticides can harm bee populations. 
A study was conducted in the United Kingdom, Hungary, and Germany. It found that increased neonicotinoid residue in bean nests is associated with lower reproductive success, according to the report. Bayer and Syngenta, which still pay for the study, have a different take on the results. Peter Campbell, Syngenta's head of research collaboration, said the study shows that neonicotinoid residues were detected infrequently and direct mortality effects by exposure to high concentrations of neonicotinoids are likely to be rare. We were also pleased to see that in Germany during the crop flowering, the use of neonicotinoid seed treatments has a positive and beneficial impact for both honeybees and bumblebees. Bayer said the study, quote, shows that when hives are healthy and relatively disease-free and when bees have access to diverse forage, neonics do not pose a danger to colony health. A bear of a dilemma. Agriculture often speaks with one voice on regulatory issues, but not when it comes to the grizzly bear, apparently. At a hearing on conservation issues yesterday, Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, a Republican of Kansas, said that policymakers are caught between cattle and sheep producers when it comes to protecting populations of the bear. Cattle producers, Roberts said, want to allow some limited hunting of the bears. But then I also heard from the folks that are in the sheep business that grizzlies eat coyotes. I hate to put that so brusquely, but that's what they do. And the same thing with wolves according to Roberts. Hog herd growing. Pork producers continue to expand their herds. USDA said 32.3 million head during the March to May quarter, 4% more than a year ago, the second largest pig crop since estimates began in 1970. Lee Schultz, an associate professor at Iowa State University, pointed out that producers have an impetuous for expansion since sow utilization numbers are high. Producers are realizing returns and expecting returns. He estimates producers will make $15 or more per hog in 2017. But Scott Brown, an economist at the University of Missouri, says recent USDA reports indicate sow herds are plateauing. Hills Camp to lead conservative group. Former Kansas Congressman Tim Hillscamp, who lost his re-election bid in 2016 after years of tangling with GOP leaders, will become president of a Midwest-based conservative think tank, the Heartland Institute. Heartland is probably best known for challenging scientists and policymakers over the issue of climate change. Here's today's They Said It. Madam Chair was how Senator John Thune, Republican of South Dakota, addressed the Senate Agriculture Committee's ranking Democrat, Debbie Stabenow, when she temporarily took over running a hearing while Chairman Pat Roberts, Republican of Kansas, stepped away. Stabenow replied to Thune, I like the sound of that. He then chuckled, I'm sure you do. And here's an editor's note. Daybreak will return on Monday, July 10th. The AgriPulse staff wishes you all a joyous July 4 holiday. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, June 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally. 